Welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, also known as the Corporate Socialite. In this season, we're going to be talking to some of the most successful and inspiring business leaders of our time about their journey to reaching millions in revenue. We're going to be diving into the nitty gritty of what it takes to build a successful business from finding the great idea to executing on that idea and scaling it to the next level. We'll also be talking about the challenges and obstacles that these leaders had to overcome along the way and how they were able to overcome them. If you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, then this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get inspired. Hello there, and welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Road to a Million and Beyond. And today we have a guest who's going to talk to us about not only the road to a million and beyond, but about having a team in place and helping you to build that team because we can't do it by ourselves. So we're going to have someone talk to us about how you can grow your team on the way to your road to a million and beyond. She is the founder and CEO of GrowthWise Search Partners. Welcome to the show, Katie McConnell Olson. Hey, Katie. Thank you. Hello. How are you doing today? Excited to talk about everyone's favorite thing to complain about, recruiting and people. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, Katie. (laughs) Amen. Uh, and it's a scary job, isn't it, too? Because, I mean, you're essentially, it's, it's it's equivalent to bringing people in to be part of someone else's family, right? And you just never know how, if they're going to really be a good fit, even though we try our best to make sure we vet them and search them. But, I mean, people sometimes, they tell you what you want to hear or what they want you to be just so they can get the job. So there's different things, different factors in it. But I'm I, from what you say, your process is, which is white glove service. I know your process is very special um, when it comes to that onboarding process to bringing in those amazing recruits to bring into people. So talk to us about you, who you are, how you are, how you got started, and then we'll dive into GrowthWise. All the things. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> so I uh, actually have an accounting degree, which is a little bit funny, um, but no one really goes, you know, how many people do you know when you were little? Like, I'm going to be a recruiter when I grow up. You know, that's just not really something right. we do. Um, it's usually something that people sort of fall into. And that's exactly what happened. I went to school for accounting, got a CPA license and was auditing public companies um, all over the West Coast. So I'm based in California, um, but but work nationally and have since I was in accounting. Um uh, And I really enjoyed that. I was living out of a suitcase um, for a long time, which gets a little old, um, and ultimately started a couple of other businesses. So I got my taste of entrepreneurship in the accounting realm, hopscotching through a couple of startups, um, which if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely an entrepreneur and you know that the first one isn't always the winner. Um, Sometimes the second one isn't either. Um, (laughs) So hopscotch through a couple of failures um, and ended up landing at a recruiter. I had come off of a couple of failed startups, had learned a ton. Um, if there's one thing, and I think Simon Sinek talks a lot about this yeah. in his work, um, failure is the best way to learn, right? So yeah. I was armed with all kinds of knowledge and also unemployed, um, ended up at a national recruiting agency saying, hey, I just came off of a couple of startups and I need a job. You know, I need to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, um, which is also <laughs> part of the entrepreneur's story, right? 
Right. Um, and then they said, well, do you want to be a recruiter? And I said, absolutely not. You know, why would I want to do that? I'm an accountant. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if I drank some bad water or they knocked me over the head or something. But anyways, <laughs> I ended up becoming a recruiter. Right. So I thought I will teach myself, you know, about cold calling, learn a little bit more sales metrics. I know there's something to this sales stuff from my entrepreneurial work thus far. And I want to learn from the best. And also when I find the right job, I'll place myself in an accounting job and I'll go on about my life. I'll get paid to do that. And then, you know, the rest will be history. Right. Um, And that's not what happened. What I found is I really love taking companies' business problems and matching them with the right solution in the people space, right? Um, What I found I didn't like was the business of recruiting. It's kind of dirty. There's a lot of kind of stink on the industry. If you've worked with a traditional headhunter, you've probably had a bad experience, as have I. Um, And I didn't like being a part of that. And I also felt like my CPA license was really underutilized. Like I spent all this time and effort getting all, you know, taking all these tests, jumping through all these hoops. Um, and here I am not using my CPA. So I ended up starting to do work and recruiting for CPA firms. Um, that brought me to be recruited back into a CPA firm to lead recruiting efforts for them internally. So kind of marrying up the best of both worlds. Right. Through that, um, I saw a business opportunity and said, Hey, we could do this for clients too. And we could do it under kind of a market disruption model where we don't charge the same way that those big agencies do. We do it with value in mind. We do it to advocate for the business and not for candidate salary. Um, We add holistic business value. Let's try it. So they said like, oh, no, no, this is a terrible idea. Just, you know, be quiet. What you're usually told when you have an idea and everyone thinks you're crazy, right? Right. Um, And again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, oh, yeah. That's how I started too. Um, So that's what we did. Um, Started a practice within the CPA firm helping at that time. It was mostly accounting hires, um, built out a small team of a couple of people. And then I was like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. I'm going to lead this, you know, niche practice area within a CPA firm, helping companies hire accountants. It was perfect. Um, fast forward a couple of years, we built that practice to, I think we had just crested over a million dollars a year of revenue within that practice. So it's a part of a bigger firm. Um, that CPA firm was 55 million in total. So I had like a decent, you know, practice, okay. uh, they got acquired by a billion dollar company. So I went from like a decent size practice to like, who are you? What's your name? I don't, you know, mm. move down to a different floor, very corporate, um, just wasn't what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. Right. <laughs> so that shifted. Uh, and that's when I decided to leave and start this company. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So that was a lot. Yes. <laughs> so that, that that journey sounds like there was a couple of things that you touched on that was kind of like mind blowing in the sense of or relatable, I should say, as an entrepreneur myself or, and everyone listening, um, even even though you were going from position to position, within position, within position, there was a lot of being able to be innovative and being able to see things that no one else sees. And even when though you say your accounting background wasn't being used, I think because I went, I started to go for being accountant. And the thing that I found awesome about being accountant, which other people might find like, uh, was <laughs> that you have to find every penny, but it was almost like when you found it though, it was like, it fits like everything's like putting together this puzzle. It's like the feeling you get when you put together this big puzzle and you get all the pieces to fit. And it's like, oh my God, I did it. That's like, yes. and that's like, I was kind of in it for that. 
But then uh, I got over that because it's like the stuff you get between is kind of ah. (laughs) (laughs) I think the accounting foundation is it's so clutch in running a business, no matter what kind of business you run. Because knowing your numbers and understanding your metrics down to the, you know, what's my margin? Does this work make sense to take on? Should I make a hire? Well, how much, not only how much does it cost, but what's the margin? Is the juice worth the squeeze to bring on board more staff? You know, being able to have that foundation. And then also the audit background of being able to see how companies run gave me a lot of really good intel around looking at human capital from a capital and ROI perspective, not from kind of the traditional HR, not that, you know, employee retention and those kinds of things aren't important. Obviously they are. And we talk a lot about that. And also it really comes down to the math, right? That's what we're not in business to do it for free and work our buns off like we do, you know, to, to go out of business, right? Right. It's just not, that's not the jam. So, um, you got to know your numbers. Right, right. And having, so that's, that's what I was getting at. Like you having your accounting background really serves its purpose in the role that you play because it gives you a unique perspective when you're helping people to onboard. You could even consult in that space because you could tell them based on their numbers, who would be a good fit, what they can pay them, et cetera, et cetera. If they could even afford to even do this hire, because what you don't want also is on the other side where you bring some, cause you're kind of serving bro- both populations, right? So if you're helping people find jobs and be recruited, you wouldn't want them to get into a company just to have to come back out and look for a job again because they couldn't really afford what they, they asked for. So, um, right. yeah, so being able to kind of be that person who helps cater to both sides, how is that? How do you balance both sides of that coin? You know, that's a great question because we have such a market disruption model. Uh, we work on behalf of businesses. So our pricing is non-contingent, which is different than industry standards or how all the agencies do it. What I mean by that is we don't charge a percentage of salary. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe in the model. I don't think it's fair. For example, if I, you know, placed you in a role and you negotiated $10,000 more a year, I shouldn't be paid more by my client for doing the same job just because they also had to pay you more, not pro business at all. So taking a completely different approach to that. So we say we don't help people find jobs. If you come to me and say, hey, can you represent me and help me find a job? We're going to tell you, no, that's not our business model. We work on behalf of companies, creating new roles for them, expanding their human capital initiatives, strategy first, and we find matches for companies that support business growth. Uh, so, and then once someone's in the fold, as you know, our job is to help make a deal. So for a company, they want the most value for the least amount of money. For a candidate, they want the least amount of effort for the most amount of value, right? So value is a teeter-totter a little bit. Right, right, so right. finding that happy medium on how can we get really creative to make this work for everybody to fulfill personal initiatives and business initiatives is you know, an ever-changing art, I think. Depends on the person. Right, right, right. And I'm sure you, because you, your capital is human. So essentially your inventory is humans. So being able to understand relationships and being able to have that interpers- interpersonal skills to be able to help them to be able to have a great experience, because that's part of what you do is the white glove experience that you provide. Talk to us a little bit about that. What is that experience? What can someone expect if they are on the recruiting side of things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like you said, our inventory is humans, although we really don't like to look at it that way. Um, And we don't maintain an inventory of humans. I think that's another one of those kind of you things about traditional recruiting is 
And one of our internal core values is we treat people like people, um, which is really important. You know, this is somebody's livelihood. This is their family. This is their paycheck. This is how they're reaching their personal goals and putting food on the table. So we certainly do not take that lightly. Um, I think if you work with us as a candidate, you will find that we're very honest about the good, the bad, and the ugly of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not a trip to Walt Disney World. This is a job, right? It's always going to have something about it. Um, and if you run a business, you know, you know, sometimes it's <laughs> you're in the mud. Yeah. Um, and so it's important to know kind of what you're getting into. So we're not going to just, you know, blow smoke up your butt and sell you a line. We want you to know hey, this is what you're getting into. And a lot of the businesses we work for are rapid growth businesses. Um, and that's you know a no-joke proposition with a lot of the challenges that you faced as an, a key employee as part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we're not just doing accounting roles. We do all kinds of hires now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And it really transcends industry. So we start with a strategy-first approach. A lot of why questions. Why do we want to make this hire? What's our number one objective we're trying to accomplish here? What's the business reason why we want to do this? Then what are we going to call it? How much should we pay? What's your budget? Is that reasonable in the market? Does that even exist? You know, you want this, but that's not really, it doesn't, it's not out there. So we're going to go unicorn hunting. There's no such thing, right? right. So how can we turn this into something where you can be successful? Um, all of that happens up front before we ever get in front of candidates. So by the time myself or my team are talking to candidates, they should have a very clear idea of all of those things. And we should be very educated to answer all of their questions about that, right? So it's beyond just, here's a job description. Are you interested in having us sell your resume? It's literally a deep dive into, is this a match for you too? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now for someone who is an entrepreneur and they're looking to grow their company, when when is when do they figure out or how do you help them figure out if it is an ideal time to be able to say, okay, I want to add someone to this team? Is that something you help them with as part of their journey? Yes. We talk about that all the time. Um, and I mentioned Goldman Sachs. I did their 10,000 10, small business program a few years back, which I would highly recommend. Um, and one of the things that we talked a lot about is knowing when to hire, right? Mm-hmm. Because you start with this idea and usually you're all the things. And then at some point in time, you can't be all the things and you've got to make hard choices about, do I want to turn away work and stay niche, which is totally okay. Or do I want to bring on employees and, you know, you're choosing the problems that you want to have really, right? Because there's always going to be problems. (laughs) It's just, which ones do you want? Um, And so those are the conversations, you know, I think really it starts with capacity. Is it a capacity hire or you know, is this a replacement or what are we trying to accomplish here? Are we trying to add more bench strength so we can grow? Or are we trying to offload certain things from your plate so that you have more free time? Or what are you going to do with all that extra time? Um, It's okay if you just want to go to the beach, but if you don't, what are you going to do to make sure that you can further the mission of the company? Um, So we can get real strategic about where we're spending the money and how much before we ever even start looking for people. Do you feel like you've lost sight of yourself in the grind of your career? Do you want to expand your professional and social network while still living an extraordinary life? Then Lydia Pierre, the Corporate Socialite, is here to help. Introducing the Corporate Socialite, the ultimate lifestyle coach for high-profile executives and professionals. As a luxury lifestyle coach, Lydia offers personalized coaching sessions that combine playfulness and authenticity to help you rediscover your inner child and infuse fun into your life and business. 
with almost 20 years of experience in marketing, brand building, communications, and strategic planning, Lydia has the skills, strategies, and confidence to help you reach the greater heights of your leadership and success. But it's not just about work. Lydia is also a renowned private luxury host who throws lavish and memorable events that are curated and personalized just for you and your guests. This way, you can deepen your social bonds all while elevating your personal brand in the eyes of your guests through positive, sophisticated lifestyle experiences in intimate and safe settings. Don't let the pressures of being a high-profile executive or business owner stop you from enjoying life. Visit thecorporatesocialite.com to learn more about Lydia and how she can help you achieve the results and outcomes you desire. Now, back to our conversation. What made, what's your why? Like, what made you want to be the change that you wanted to see in this space? And what made you feel like, you know what, I can do this? Yeah, I'll start with the second half of that first. The what made you think I can do this? Yeah. Um, I am probably one of the poster children for imposter syndrome, which I know you talk a lot about. Um, I think that entrepreneurship goes in waves of I can do this. I'm a badass. I'm a genius. And like, what am I doing? I'm an idiot. I'm crazy. I should just go crawl in a hole yeah. and bury myself in it. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I have that part figured out yet. Uh, but the what's my why? I love making business impact. Um, I'm super, super passionate about watching companies that, and for example, we have a client we're working with right now. We've done all their hiring. Um, he started out at about a million and a half with one employee. He's now got 15 or 16 employees. We're working on two more hires for him right now. And he's going to hopefully be about 15 million this year um, in about five years. I know we should get him on this show. He's like, he's a badass. Um, So watching companies do that and being able to say, we removed barriers and obstacles for that to happen. We sat down and said, okay. And and I'm not bringing revolutionary rocket science ideas to the table, right? I'm just asking the right questions. And these brilliant business owners are saying, well, we could do this or we could do this or we could do this. Okay. Let's let me and my team bring you options for all of those different tracks, right? I can bring you ops managers. I can bring you executive admins at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We call it a dual pronged search. For example, you can evaluate both types of candidates and then make a decision about which direction you want to take your business. So we can open doors that create opportunity to allow business growth, which I think is really amazing. That's why I get up every day. Yeah. Um, The other really cool piece of that is we get to change people's lives. So um, more my team than me now, I generally don't get to be in the the weeds of giving offer letters, but sometimes I like to listen in because it's really the best part of the job, right? Um, When someone gets to call and say, hi, Lydia, I have an offer for you. And it's for $5,000 more than you thought. And we're going to do a sign-on bonus. You know, your commute is reduced. It's better work-life balance. We can get you closer to home. It's going to significantly change your life for the better, which is why you're looking to make a job change, right? Right. Um, Which is amazing. That's a lot of impact in the world in a small way, which I think is just really cool. Yeah. I mean, and and I love what you said about being able to impact someone's life like that, because like you said, it's bigger than that because it's, it's not just them. It's their family and it's their livelihood. And then it it just affects how they move in the world too and how they operate in the world and also how they operate in that workspace because now they're in a space where they're happy 
because they're making their what they're worth and they're happy going to work because it will be lying if we say the money doesn't matter, you know, like, so it, right. it, if you're making what you feel you're worth and you're valued at, then you, you work better, you show up better, you show up <laughs> and you show the up money matters. Home. And the impact that I watch happen outside of that is crazy. I mean, imagine if you were, you know, going into a job every day and it was 45 minutes away. And you got a job that was a hybrid job that was 15 minutes away. Now, all of a sudden, you have time to work out. You're getting in shape. You know, your confidence level goes up. The business owner now has a key person they didn't have before. So they have more time. Now they're working out They're, you know, and so it just causes this chain reaction of really positive changes in lifestyle um, that really transcend money and just holistically make everybody better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now is having your team be a team of consultants that have CPAs, PHRs and business backgrounds. Is that something that you guys do intentionally? Was that intentional or it just so happened? Um, a little bit of both. So I'm the only one on the recruiting team that has the CPA license. Um, and that's just sort of, you know, by default, like we talked about, um, the PHR thing I think is important. And I encourage my team to go, you know, get the HR certs, most of them come from a recruiting or HR or organizational behavior background. Um, I'm kind of the odd duck that doesn't come from that background. So I had to learn kind of hard knocks, all the HR stuff um, and the compliance side of things because I didn't come from, you know, no one taught me that I had to learn on my own or just failure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we run like business consultants, not like recruiters. So um, our people have a lot of business experience, um, they've had other roles, wh- whether it be a project manager role or a marketing role, something that brings a skill set to the table that can add to the team dynamic of being able to deliver holistic value for clients beyond just go find resume, put button seat, um, which is a pretty piece of what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. But I, I like that you say that you you operate more like consultants um, than recruiters, because again, like we said, you have, because of your business background, you're able to assess the situation before you even actually just plug someone in. Cause sometimes somebody might think they know what they need or what they want. And it's not really that. So it's kind of like being able to have the knowledge and the background to assess and say, no, this is who you really need. And this person would be a, a good fit because it would help maybe even with these overlapping roles or something of that nature, you know, because you have that business acumen and that background to be able to see that. Hundred percent. I think the bummer about recruiting, and I haven't figured out how to change this yet. Okay. Um, we're the fall guy, right? Mm. If we bring you, you come to me and you say, "Hey, I want a you know executive admin." Great, we're on it. We bring you options. We do our best to vet them out. You do your best to vet them out, right? We bring them to you. We advise you, and sometimes we're in the interview process, and sometimes we're not. Um, you're paying for our time. So if you don't have the budget for it or you don't feel like you need it, we're trusting you. Right. You go and hire a person and then you call us 30 days later and say, you know, they're terrible. They're crazy. This isn't what I thought. Well, it's our fault, right? We've got to redo it for free. Um, and that, you know, our model is consistent with that also. So how do we shift the market so that there's mutual culpability and it's not our fault when we bring you options because once we walk away you're doing the onboarding you're doing the training you're studying the culture you know that's not a part of our package now could it be in the future i sure hope so because i think there's a there's a gap between where the first day starts and where the employee life cycle ends mm. um, in an organization that we take responsibility for and we don't get to be a part of 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I can see how that could be a problem. It's almost like setting up a friend on a date and then it's like, now they blame you and it doesn't go well. It's like, but <laughs> you, you guys are supposed to, it's you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the one that drank way too much. Made it right. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like I, was, I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. I told <laughs> you not to. You got your hand. So, I mean, <laughs> so yes, but accountability is so important in the business world, in all relationships, but is, accountability is really important. You have to own it. You know, at some point you have to own it. I mean, and, and like you were saying, at what point in your journey do you take your hands off? Do you leave that up to the client to determine how far you go into the journey with them? We always go through offer letter. Most of the time, my firm is running the background check, um, you know, credit check, driving record. We help coordinate a drug test, all of that stuff. Sometimes those resources they already have in-house. So we, you know, partner with our client. It's totally custom. Um, And after they start, then we're checking in consistently and maintaining a relationship with that candidate. You know, we've gotten to know them, their family, what's important to them through the hiring process. So we keep in touch. Um, but the ins and outs of, you know, what happens behind closed doors every day with how they're learning, how they're being treated, that's really, you know, that's up to the organization to handle. So we can coach. And as you know, how much can you do, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's really up to leadership and right, yeah, right, absolutely. opportunity. Absolutely. So if someone wants to work with your organization, how do they get in touch with you? Where do they go? What do they do? How do they sign up? So our website, growthwisesearchpartners.com, of course, is a great resource. Um, we have all kinds of information about the different services that we have, some little videos. Uh, LinkedIn, we're all on LinkedIn. It's a great place to see what jobs we have. Um, always posting content every day about you know the state of the industry or um, Katie rants just about you know the injustices of hiring or what whatnot. Um, so that's a great way. I'd love to you know have you connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, we, we'd have an exploratory conversation to see if we're a good fit for each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the same for whether you're the client or the person trying to be recruited. So if you're a candidate, we do not represent candidates. Uh, we're not going to help you find a job. There is a careers portal on our website where you can check out current opportunities and you can also submit your resume for general. So you're you know in our database. Um, we aren't going to help represent you or take you to market. We don't sell humans. Mm. Uh, it's not our model. Mm, but we will certainly try to help you if we can, um, just by way of our market and network and connections. Awesome. Awesome. So essentially you do, you don't charge the, the person who's looking for the job. They just come to the website, they sign up, they upload their resume or whatever the case is. And then you use that as a network or pool to be able to look for candidates for your clients. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, we're running custom searches for clients. So um, I'm not a good resource for people that are looking for jobs. Mm, got it. Got it. Got it. Just wanted to have some clarity there so that we could be yeah. sure that people know how to, how to engage and how to interact with your organization. So thank you for the clarity there. Again, they do not sell humans. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they definitely do partner with amazing organizations to help them to be able to have great experiences with the people that they bring on board to be part of their family and part of their co- company culture, because that's a very important part of just working and being part of a bigger organization or being part of any kind of work. You want to enjoy what you do and you want to enjoy it. You know what I mean, so it's, it's really important that you look, that you like going to work. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> so important. So important. So Katie, um, as far as your consulting, is there a way that you consult with people that you're on your own or do you do speaking engagements or anything like that? I do. Um, I don't really seek them out, but if they, you know, come to me, um, I do probably three or four a year and I love, um, being able to do that and just get out in the community. So yes, I do speaking. It's on my list. I know you asked me about this before the show. Um, what, where's your book? I know it's, you know, in my brain still, I have to get going on that. Um, this job, you know, this whole running a business thing kind of getting in the way of writing a book. So on the list. (laughs) Right, right, right. What's the brand manager in me? I always want to see people do put put themselves out there as well, because a lot of people want to do business with people, of course. Um, And knowing your story, especially that's what this whole premise of the show is about, is hearing your story. Because once people connect with you, then they they want to work with you. So I think your message and what it is you're trying to do and how you're trying to change the world. I think that's important that people are able to hear that messaging through your talks, through your book, through any of those other resources. So they could really get into the mind of Katie, like why Katie is here and why what you do is important and is unique and different than everyone else. Because they don't know at face at face value, they're just gonna think it's just like every other recruiting firm until they hear your story. So it's important that you tell your story. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for uh indulging me the opportunity to tell it today. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And what a what a wonderful story it is. And um, I look forward to being able to read your book when it comes out and gets out of your head. Yes, someday. <laughs> but in the meantime, just keep doing podcasts, keep getting the word out, because that is the next best thing is to be able to just keep talking about it because through that people start to look at it differently, you know, because People only know what they know. And like you said, experience is the best teacher. So um, hearing from someone who's been through there, been been there, done that is the best way for them to get an, an idea of what it's really like or what it can be like if you're working with people who really care about what it means to have a, a be in a workplace where you enjoy what you do and you enjoy the process. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, if anyone wants to work with Katie and her team, you could go to growthwisesearch.com. Is that correct? Growthwisesearch.com, growthwisesearchpartners.com. I think they both, they'll both get you there. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> growthwisesearch.com, growthwisesearchpartners.com. And you'll be able to see more about what they are doing to be able to help people find the job of their dreams <laughs> <laughs> so that you could be able to sign up. Or if you're looking to be a client, um, connect with them there. You can also connect with her on LinkedIn. If you just search her name, Katie McConnell Olson, she'll pop right up and you'll be able to connect with her on LinkedIn because that is another great space for if you're looking to be able to network and meet people and such like that. So be sure to check her out there as well. Thank you so much, Katie. Any last words? Oh, no pressure. <laughs> no, I th- I guess I feel like I have to say something now. Um, you know, for anybody that's listening that feels like, you know, there's always going to be haters that are telling you you can't or this hasn't been done before, um keep going because it is possible and you can and it's not easy and if you really believe in it, you can. Anyway, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Katie. Yes. And thank you for listening and tune in for the next episode of Leaders on the Rise, Road to a Million and Beyond. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it helpful. 
If you did, please leave a rating and review on Spotify or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. We have some amazing guests lined up and I can't wait to share their stories with you. Until next time, keep rising. Keep rising.